Blog Talk Radio. Drum, please. <laughs> Cavs 
won the finals or did the Warriors lose it? If that makes any sense. Um, well, <laughs> you know, I will say, uh, wow, that's a, that's a really good question. I'm going to go out on yeah. a limb and say that the Cavaliers won it. Uh, simply for the fact that um, the the Thunder and Lightning show that we've gotten used to seeing for 82 games uh, in the first and second round of the playoffs, known as uh, Steph Curry and um, what's the other dude's name? It was gone. Just like that. Yeah. Gone. They disappeared. You know, um, and the thing is, you know, they always say you live by a jump shot, you die by the jump shot. And this right. was supposed to be the year that, oh, we proved that wrong yet again. And, no, um, the <laughs> Cavaliers clamped down on defense. And defense, what? Wins championships. Wins championships. So that's what happened. Yep. I mean, there were several times I was looking at the game, and, you know, sometimes, you know, you get focused in on what, on the ball movement, where the ball is. Um, from having played basketball when I was younger, you know, my younger days, I remember, <laughs> oh, there's activity – Without the balls, let's check and see what's going on without the ball. And sure enough, you see um, mm-hmm. uh, our buddy from Davidson getting beat up down low. Every time he comes off the screen, there was one time he took a shoulder to the chest real hard, you know. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, so that's why he can't shoot, because people are beating him up down low. Every time he comes off the screen underneath the basket to come over to the side of the hoop, he's gotten hit three or four times. And I was like, okay, so now this <laughs> this right. explains to me why he can't do what he was doing in the regular season. So I'm going to go ahead and say, um, as much as it pains me being from Chicago, that the Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> won. And plus, one more thing, and I'll be quiet. They won three games out of four. Okay, so that that means that it's not a fluke. Whatever it was they found, it wasn't a fluke. If they could do it to, to a team that hadn't lost three in a row the whole regular season – and won mm-hmm. 73 yeah. games and lost nine uh, in a meaningless mm-hmm. fashion. So they found something, and it worked. So they won, and I'll be quiet. Hey, but let me say this, Chris, right quick. Shouldn't you guys from Chicago be a little bit happy what Cleveland did? And it's just no. that you don't have to worry about the Warriors. <laughs> the, no. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about the Warriors playing claim to – Having the best team of all time, seventy-three and nine, and possibly winning the title of your beloved seventy-two and ten Chicago Bulls. Well, that's true, in a sense. However, um, you have to I have to weigh my um, dislike for the other cities in the Midwest versus a rec- records which are all meant to be broken. <laughs> and outside of the fact that I don't like any other other, other I, I like the other cities in the Midwest less than having a record be broken. contrary on this just for the sake of the conversation. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that, that Golden State lost this. And, I mean, oh, that, wow. that's a, that was a fantastic point, Chris, in terms of noticing exactly how physical Cleveland got with Golden State because that's something that I didn't even realize without the ball 
um, when Steph didn't have the ball. Had I paid attention to that, that would have been a fantastic point because that's something that you didn't hear about or even see throughout the regular season, people being physical with Steph in that manner. Now, I would say Cleveland played extremely uh, good defense and, and, and did so outside of the perimeter, but the one thing that I noticed in the one game that Golden State needed to win at home was some extremely poor shot selection and ball handling from their best player within the last three minutes of that game when it was tied up at 89. You know, you have that behind-the-back pass, Steph being Steph, trying to be fancy, in a situation where he normally does that. But at the same time, in him normally doing that, three times out of ten, it becomes a turnover. And that's even in the regular season. And that was one of those situations where they really didn't need to turn over, and that's exactly what happened. Where a regular pass would have worked for a wide-open Clay Thompson, I don't know if Clay necessarily takes that jump shot, but at least they have the possession and they keep the ball allowed for themselves. Not just that, but them being physical with stuff, I would think that at least he would probably try to, to take more attempts at closer jump shots than what he did throughout that entire uh, fourth quarter. There was a, a, a moment there late in the fourth where Steph had a, a, a wide-open shot to drive to the hole and didn't do yeah. so. He basically just trolled around the three-point line, and I, I can't remember whether or not he took the shot or not. But that was a situation where if he drives to the hole, they take a two-point lead, they have the lead. It forces uh, 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 Cleveland not to waste a possession. And that's a situation that you have to get in a game that you have to have on your own home court. Okay, let me let me chime in on that point about him not taking a shot. In 82-plus games, you thought we probably saw him take that shot, correct? True. Yep. Okay, why not in that in that situation against the Cavaliers? Why would you think mm-hmm. he wouldn't take it? You know what? It's a okay. possibility that you know, it's mm-hmm. possibility that he, he Oh, I'm sorry, Chris, for interrupting. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I want you to answer the question. Now, I'm a, well, I I'm going to I'm going to answer it what I think it is, and I'll let you go ahead. It's the same I think and it's I'm the same phenomenon as the reason why a wide receiver doesn't want to go across the middle after he gets hit a couple of times. Uh-huh. So, and you know what, Trish, that was going to be my answer. He okay. was gunshot. You know, he, uh-huh. he didn't want to have to deal with the defense. He didn't want to have to deal with the physicality, and that's the exact reason why he didn't do it. But my thought process on that is why not? Because it seemed like he wasn't uh, that aggressive um, throughout the entire game. He only had one free throw attempt <clears throat> the entire game. So, right. at, at least take an opportunity. In that, situation. That, that, that shows me the, the difference between – Steph Curry and LeBron James in that type mm-hmm. of situation, when you had LeBron at the end of the game, a tip the dunk that he probably wouldn't make, but mm-hmm. he knew that he would get contact and go to the free throw line. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a situation that Steph should have taken advantage of. If you don't get the shot, it's a possibility you get contact and you go to the line. Mm-hmm. True. Fellas, I agree fellas, with that. Fellas, can, can, can we just call for what it is for a minute? Now, I, I, look, I get that Cleveland, I mean, outside of that Golden State didn't play a good series. But let's just get one thing straight here. I think you fellas will agree with me on this. Cleveland roughed those boys up. Mm-hmm. Cleveland came right at right at Steph Curry, right at Clay Thompson, and just roughed them up. They, they, I don't want to say pumped them, 
but they won three straight games against these cats for a reason. You know, right. it, it, I mean, it, it, I mean, if you, if you go back to the OKC series, right, when 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 um, the Warriors had to come back from a three-one game deficit, mainly because OKC choked, but that's another story for another time. Um, you know, in that series, that Westbrook came right at Steph Curry. No one has done that all season with yeah. success. He came right at Steph Curry. And 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 and, and, uh, and and then in Cleveland, you know, the Cleveland series, Kyrie Irving came right at Steph Curry. That's where the series started to turn. And you know, and as you could tell, as you could, in the, in, you know, you guys well have seen and, and remembered, Curry had no answer for Kyrie. He had no answer for him. I mean, Kyrie was just like, look, y'all, you know, you know have y'all forgotten about me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Have you forgotten about how good I am? How much of a star that I am? And he is a star now. He's a bona fide star now for this year. That's, 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 you know, no mistake about that. I just think that, you know, uh, that um, Cleveland was not prepared. I mean, I'm sorry. Golden State was not prepared for the physicality that Cleveland eventually brought after game four. And sure, Draymond getting suspended probably had a lot to do with that. But I think that from that point on, it was a freight train. And that wasn't about to be stopped, at least from the Cavaliers' perspective, and which, which was stunning. I mean, it, it was totally stunning how Cleveland came back three games one down and how much, Le, how much more aggressive LeBron became, which made me eat my words. I'm still eating that, 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 that. That Nancy Crow Pie right now to speak because of that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I guess you guys are speechless by my, but I guess you guys are speechless by my soliloquy there. Uh, <laughs> 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 but how profound was that? Um, but I mean, we talked about Draymond Green being suspended, fellas, in Game Five. You know, you know, in, in Game Five. Golden State got the asses kicked in the home floor and got curb stopped in game six, and which led to what, you know, obviously, you know, well, game seven ended. But who in your mind is to blame for Golden State for losing this series? Or people would say, would argue, for blowing this series after being up three games to one. Mm. And I thought uh, with you, Dwayne. I thought with you. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I got three people to blame. I'm going to blame three people in this situation. Um, first and foremost, I'm going to go at the um, the head coach of Golden State, and that's uh, Steve Kerr. Um, it seemed like yeah. to me that there weren't a lot of adjustments made by Steve Kerr, especially in games five, six, and seven, and mm-hmm. excuse me, in games that they needed to have. Um, right. you, you, you don't make the adjustments, you end up with what, what you have. Number two would have to be actually Draymond Green. I know everyone likes to point at the fact that Draymond missed game five, but you can almost say Draymond was missing in games three, four, and six as well. In those games, he shot seven for 24 and 0 for 10 from the game point line during those three games. They went one and two in those games. He has one good game in those three. They may win that series. And then, of course, number one has to be Steph Curry, you have a guy that averaged 22 points um, throughout the entire series, eight points off his regular series, uh, regular season uh, average, 
and, and something that you just didn't expect for him to, 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 to do, and not just that, he shot 40% throughout the entire series as well. That's something, of course, we can also attribute to Cleveland's physicality on him. But to shoot 10% down from the regular season and almost 10 points less a game from the regular season, it, it just seems to me that, that he was not – well, it, it's not a theme. He just wasn't the same person as, as, that we saw – uh, up until the, the NBA Finals, this is this is a guy who four out of those seven games in the NBA Finals, he had his worst performances in the playoffs, where he didn't score more than twenty points. Well, I'll say this, brother. Um, but before we get to Chris, I will say that Draymond helped Terry go to state in Game Seven. Dude was yeah. on fire. He scored thirty-two points. He led a team to scoring, rebounding, and assist. So mm-hmm. even though he was MIA for most of the series, which you were right about that, he showed up in Game Seven. The same couldn't have said for, couldn't have been said for Steph Curry for the most part. But I, I'll get to my little diatribe of the man. But we paid the floor. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm sorry to interrupt real quick. I'm sorry to interrupt real quick, fellas. Just one more quick point about the Draymond situation and why I feel as though that yes, he's to blame. The elbow. You have to go back to the elbow. It's a situation, like I said on the show last week, Scott, that's a situation where he has to be a lot calmer than what he was. And exactly like I said last week, it's a situation where he knew he was being baited. Yes, you respond, but you don't respond by throwing the elbow. You have to be smarter than that, knowing how important you are to your team. Right, right. I get that. I totally get that. I, I totally agree. And by the way, he shouldn't have been, he still shouldn't have been thrown out. Uh, it's like yeah. spinning for game five, but I, I definitely agree. Don't put yourself in that situation. So, Luke the floor is yours, brother. Yeah, I um, I really don't have any disagreement with um, with Dwayne on this one. I mean, first of all, you know, we're going to go to uh, the head coach who is responsible for making in-game adjustments as well as, you know, after-game adjustments after you watch the film and see what they're doing. Um, obviously, you know, it's like if the Cavaliers found something that's working and they won two games, well, let's take a look and see what we can do to change it. It almost seems like he just threw the same thing out there that worked for 73 games and said, oh, we're just going to force it, okay? That doesn't happen. You know, that, I mean, especially if you've got the other side that's making adjustments. And the thing is, um, I'm going to blame him because he did watch Phil Jackson coach, okay? So Phil Jackson was pretty good with making in-game adjustments, okay, when the Bulls were playing, all right? So he's got the pedigree. He should have known that was going on. He should have made his own adjustment. Right. Um, secondly, I do um, say Draymond Green has some um, culpability in this because he was an emotional leader, and yeah. you took him out of his. He was taken out of his rhythm by being removed from the game, which throws everyone off because they feed off of him. And how long did it take for him to get back into his rhythm? Game seven. Okay, so mm-hmm. which was when it was too late. So I mean that him getting kicked out affected the whole entire team. Okay, um, and he should have known that he was being watched. I'm pretty sure they told him we're gonna be watching you because we're gonna, we're gonna let you get away with one. All right, uh, go ahead and, and tell uh, Steph Curry's wife that he got away with one. All right, and of course he got dinged for something that was small, but it's just kind of like they say, well, you know, we warned you. <laughs> by letting you get away with the last one. He knew he was being watched. Um, and thirdly, an MVP 
has to know has to no matter what the odds are against him or her in their sport, mm-hmm. if you're the MVP, you have to step up, especially when the moment is right. big. Okay, he the right. dude was totally he he um he didn't look right the whole playoffs to me. You know, yeah, he got hurt the first you know the, the, during the first series, and they they were able to make it. He got um, hurt again. They were able to hang, hang on, but after that, he never looked the same. And I didn't see any. I didn't see him look heroic at all. I saw him look soft. Okay. Now LeBron James, on the other hand, um, every time he needed to in all the series except for the one where they lost to um, uh, San Antonio that first time. Well, okay, forget that. I'm not going to go back that far because he looked bad against the Mavericks. But I will say that <laughs> this particular time, right, uh, when he needed to step up, he stepped up. Okay, and he's scoring 40 points a game. Um, and he stepped up, and he went ahead and took it on the chin. And that's what you expect from your most valuable player, is to step up when we need you to step up. And he did it. You know, even last year against this team, he stepped up. You know, He didn't have as much help, but that didn't stop him from stepping up. And uh, Steph Curry disappeared. It should not matter what, other, what his other teammates do, because they'll feed off of him if he's doing what he's supposed to do. So Mr. MVP of the regular season was not the MVP of the playoffs. Right. Totally well said, well said. Well, I don't have much disagreements with any of you brothers. Um, I, I just think, I mean, between uh, Draymond Green losing his mind in game four <laughs> with that elbow shot to Le- LeBron's clutch and, um, and, Stephen Curry not, and Steph Curry not showing up most of the series, I think that Golden State just, um, just got just what's it, you know, what's it in the moment, so to speak. Uh, you know, they, they were up 3-1. And, you know, I think, you know, it's always that green suspension took the last ride out of Golden State. And, you know, Cleveland smelled blood. They're like, they figure, you know, we don't have anything else to lose. Might as well just go at these guys and see what happens. I mean, because, mind you, three of the first four games of the series, Cleveland, after as if they didn't want to drive the ball to the basket, take advantage of their size. You know, they, you know, aside from game three, they just they they just looked totally just discombobulated the three of the first four games of the series. And then, you know, I I, I mean, I think it was a combination of of Cleveland's defense and their 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 physicality on Golden State, as well as Golden State just wasn't in the moment. You know, you, you know, mm-hmm. you know, again, Graham loses his mind in game four, and then the end of game four, and Steph just not showing up in most of the series. And poor Clay Thompson, he did all that he could, but, you know, you know, basketball is a team sport. And if you don't have at least two of your dogs with you, you know, if you're just a lone rough rider, there's not a whole lot you can do, you know, when the stakes are that, are that high. Um, and plus, could you, I mean, I, as much as I like Steve Kerr and admire Steve Kerr, could we finally put the rest, put to bed the fact that, he should have gotten an MVP, uh, like coach of the year while coaching half the season. Should we put that to rest <laughs> next time? Not a water dude, uh, such an award after coaching half the season. That's just me. I had to get that off my Scott, chest. I would right disagree along. with yes, you. Sir. I would disagree with you if he won the championship. He didn't win the championship. He didn't win it when he counted, so I agree with you. <laughs> right. It's always <laughs> hindsight. It's always 2020. 
but anyway, do you guys think the Cavs don't give any kudos to, to Ron Lou for winning after stealing it after half a season either? No, I'm not. No, I didn't do that. I did not do okay. that for that reason. I mean, that's okay. good for the entire season. I did not do that for a reason. Uh, but thanks for pointing that out. Yeah, <laughs> but, but let's put it this way: like, if, if like if if if, uh, if LeBron, like since LeBron says he's coming back this year, at least he says he's quote planning on coming back to the Cavaliers this season. Um, mm-hmm. And given that, and, and just just and just just pretend that no one gets traded, Kim Love still employed by the Cavaliers, Kyrie's not going anywhere. Um, of course, Ty Lue is still going to do his thing. Do you guys think the Cavs will repeat next season? Just if, you know, if, if, if the Cavs just as constructed as they as, as they presently are, will do you think they will be able to repeat next season? Who you starting? And uh, I guess I can start with Chris. I start with Chris this time. I'm so used to talk with just one person. I've got about <laughs> two people on the phone at the same time. But Chris, I, I throw it to you. I throw it to you. Um. I, I, at least they'll make it back to the Eastern Conference Finals. We'll start with that. Um, they'll make it because there's no other team in the East that can compete with them. So if they come back presently constructed and and they end up being healthy at the end of the season, they will at least make it back to the finals. Um, that's my opinion. Now, as far as them winning the title, we don't even know if um, the Warriors are going to make it back. Because we need to see what happens with Oklahoma City if they keep their team together. We have to see what happens with the Spurs because you know they they may have lost, but they are not down and out at all. Oh, that's and those and, going away. And no, and then you still have um, uh, you know the Warriors who now there's a blueprint on how to beat them. So we'll have to. They'll probably make it to the playoffs, but they're vulnerable now because unless they unless they do something to fix their team. And unless their bench is healthy, with Andrew Bogut being out, I really think that hurt them because they did not have a big man. Yeah. Which, if you remember, they the, the games that they won, when he he was there, he played. Mm-hmm. So when he was gone, they lost. So they need a big man to play. Um, unless they retool, we don't know who's coming out of the West. It's going to be one of those three teams, and uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers could lose against any of those teams. Um, depending on what you know, what's going on with the chemistry, so they'll make it back to the Eastern Conference Finals and possibly, most likely, the Finals. But I couldn't guarantee that they will win the title. How about you, Dwayne? I completely agree with Chris. I'm sorry for making this boring, but to kind of add on to what he said, no, you have. Situ- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you'll have situations with teams like Portland, who who was young this year that no one expected much from. They're going to be uh-huh. better. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that these teams that I'm about to name right now will compete uh-huh. for a title in the West. They will make things difficult yeah. for those contenders. You have teams uh-huh. like Portland, which will get better. Memphis uh-huh. is going to be healthy again. People forget about how good Memphis is. Memphis is defensively, and when you lose some of your best players, especially Mark Gasol, it, it kind of puts a, a hamper on what you want to do um, in, in terms of a playoff push. So expect them to get better. Um, also, uh, once again, like like Chris said, in the East, I don't expect much from a lot of these teams. Uh, Chicago has gotten worse, in my personal opinion, mm-hmm. even though um, I wasn't expecting much from Derrick Rose because I, I can't trust him to be healthy. I don't know what Washington's going to do, but the one thing that they're banking on 
it's not going to happen. Sorry, D.C. fans, KD is not coming home. Um, Atlanta <laughs> is Atlanta, and, and then they just uh, traded Jeff P. for a draft pick, so they kind of got worse there in that situation. But I didn't see yeah. exactly, and I thought that they tapped. I think I thought that they peaked uh, for where they were. Toronto, Toronto is as good as they played. Um, I think that they peaked. I don't think that they can get much better. The only team I see well, actually I potentially competing with Cleveland, ironically enough, is Miami. And in order for that to be successful, I still believe that they need Chris Bosh or just better uh, better play from uh, from Whiteside, which I kind of expect that to happen with him being a year older. Mm-hmm. But I still yeah, see anybody beating Cleveland. You know what, fellas? I mean, it's like it's, it's kind of like you know when uh, I mean when. Uh, I guess LeBron was caught at the end of game four when they were down 3-1 that when he said, quote, our backs, it doesn't matter because our backs were against the wall of this year anyway because we're down this year anyway. And, that is, and I told Dwayne this last week, Chris, I'm going to say it again. Uh, and I'm guilty of using this word again. But I was like, nigga, you play the Eastern Conference. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that statement. October yeah. 31st, I mean, yeah. you expect him there. I mean, we come all knew, on. Yeah. I mean, really? Yeah, really we all knew they were going to represent the East. Yeah, so <laughs> shut the hell up, man. I mean, come on. But at any rate, I mean, and first, and first of all, be like, let's forget to you. I must give props to LeBron. I know I clown him all playoffs. I'm not a fan of his. Everyone knows that. But he he showed up. He showed up the three of the last you know, the last three games of the series. I gotta give, reluctantly give LeBron some props. He did play, finally played some big boy ball. I'm impressed. Now, moving right along. I threw up in my mouth, but moving right along. Um, the thing is, is that the East is still there for the take of the Cavs. I mean, they could practically moonwalk the Astros to yeah. the finals again. Because yeah. to your point, Dwayne, and Christian Floyd, is that you touched on this too, I mean – who in the East is going to challenge them? Toronto peaked, and I now think that the the, the Mar Rose is coming back. I think he's going mm-hmm. to sign somewhere else in free agency. Um, who else? Uh, shoot, like Boston. Boston had a good year, but they're, but they're young. They're green. And, you know, the, like Detroit's going to come up, but, again, they're a couple of seasons away from really contending, and, yep. which leaves Miami. Anyway, and, and then Charlotte, too. Charlotte is going to come up. Really on the mm-hmm. come up, but they're a big man in consistency from the backcourt away outside of uh, Kimber Walker, away from like contending every year. And Atlanta's been peak. Atlanta's just plateauing now. So that leaves Miami. And I still think that if Bosch had been healthy all year, it would have been Miami would have taken Cleveland to seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I think it's going to be that way next year. Again, just if just. You know, as 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 consistently like um, as personally constructive, all teams in the East stand pat without any, any more trades or whatever. We'll get to the trades in a minute. I think it's a Cavs conference. You know, the East is a Cavs conference to lose once again. So, mm-hmm. um, so you touched on trades, Wayne. I mean, today, the eve of the of the NBA draft. Yeah, at least two high-profile trades, if you will, one high profile than the other. Um, you know, with T going to Indiana and George Hill being swapped by some dude in Utah, or actually a draft pick like like for the Utah Jazz, 
And then Derrick Rose, coach of my beloved New York Knicks, <laughs> finally got a big dude in the backcourt, finally got another starter going on with Melo and Chris and, and, and Christos Porzingis. And, you know, and we, we unloaded a few Tamir cans along the way. So, first of all, like, let's just touch on the, um, the uh, Teague trade. So, I think that Indiana has gotten to by far the best of that three-way trade between the Hawks and the um, Jazz. So, what do you think, Dwayne? So, I'll start with you first. Who do you think got the better end of that trade? I find it rather interesting. This was uh, watching a program on the uh, the Four Letter Network where they believe that everybody kind of won in that situation. Um, I don't know if I necessarily agree as of yet because I don't think that you well you I don't know if you can get a player parallel to Jeff Teague in terms of his experience and leadership from a draft pick from the from, from the number twelve spot. You may be able to get talent from number 12 spot, but I don't know if you get that, 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 that knowledge, experience, and, and leadership from there. So I don't know if Atlanta actually wins. I think Indiana wins in this situation because, of course, they get um, a, a player that may be slightly better than George Hill offensively, but I don't think that he's as good as George Hill defensively, which leads me to believe that Utah gets a little bit better at that point guard spot but um, don't they already have a quality point guard out there right now? I can't remember who it is. They have a, um, they have a point Burke, guard. Right? They have a gang of point guards. Yeah, they got a, yeah, they so, got a gang of point guards in the Yeah, so, you know, they, they got a situation where it looks like George Hill may be fighting for uh, a, a spot or maybe even helping out with rotation. So, if mm-hmm. he's capable of making that roster, he's okay. But, you know, I mean, he, he just becomes uh, part of a rotation. But I, I like that addition of Jeff Teague to Indiana. It may boost them up a little bit, but we'll have to see exactly how much better they get. And um, don't forget, isn't uh, well, wasn't your boy? Um, I can't remember his name. I see his face. Power Four used to play with Indiana. That's now in San Antonio. Uh, yeah. Ah, uh, damn it. I know you're talking about. I know it's talking about. But, was that a one-year deal? I think it was. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's uh, David West. I think it was a one-year deal. David, David West. West. I think it was one or two-year deal. I, I forgot. Two, I, think, I think it was maybe a two-year deal at the minimum. I forgot. Okay. I need to, I need to look it up and check that. Well, see, that's why I don't want to talk about free agency as of yet. I just want to – I like the fact that you just addressed uh, current players. But, yeah, in this current situation, Indiana gets a little bit better, but I don't know if they get better than the fifth spot um, in, in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that. So, what about you, Chris? Yeah, you know, I, first of all, I, my question as far as the Knicks go, and I'm gonna uh, is is are they expecting Derrick Rose to start? Or is he gonna come off the bench? Good question. I'm hoping start. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that's that's a good. Question. I'm hoping start because we traded away during Grant and that tomato can Jose Calderon. Um, like so, that clears up the backcourt right there. And I think we got they got they threw in some other dude, some some like some justice somebody like to go with uh, Derrick Rose as well as the second round pick of next year's draft, if that means anything. So all in all, I suspect they 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 they, they expect Rose to start, and I should hope so. Okay, so they 
uh, Phil Jackson needs to just coach because I just don't know what the heck he's thinking, pulling somebody <laughs> in who can't play the whole season. Because the thing is, let's just say that they were even in spitting distance of the playoffs. You think Derrick Rose is going to be there to play? I don't. So, so what the heck was that move for? He should have just kept Calderon. Okay, I don't understand. I mean, so if he comes off the bench, I can see that. But if he's going to start, which you know your point is valid, and you got this, you know, former MVP All Star, if he's going to start, you only going to have him for part of the season. I mean, he's like middle relief in be- in baseball. So I don't see how the Knicks get better. I really don't see how that get better. Uh, Jeff T. He's a good player. Um, I think Indiana is trying to build something. I will watch them be, um, in the next few years um, mm-hmm. because, they, I mean, they do have some really smart basketball people there. And if there's any team that will be able to compete with Cleveland within the next three, you know, four seasons, two, three, four seasons, it's going to be them because they have to play them so often. That's their division. It, we have to hope that someone from that division is the one that's going to try to take the Cavaliers down because they have to play them. You know, they have to compete with them directly. So I think we should watch them. But, um, man, we just need to put Phil back on the bench and get him out of the office because I don't know really. I saw that. I mean, the thing is, I knew I know the Bulls are making moves and trying to make themselves better, and Derrick Rose has been a liability because they've been babying him so much. I mean, I will admit, being from there, you watch the Chicago news and stuff. They love him there because he's a Chicago son, but they haven't. They've not been able to do anything successful with him as a part of the team. So, I think that they made a mistake by letting Thibodeau out. They should have kept him and let let Rose yes. go before. God, okay, man. I think that's God. gonna hurt them. How that work out for them? Yeah. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's not. <laughs> but I just don't see, you know, making a uh and I'm gonna put air quotes a blockbuster trade to get Derrick Rose on your team when the dude can't he's not right yet physically. I mean, will he ever get there? I don't know. But right now, I just don't see that being smart. So let's just watch the Pacers because they their front office is a good one. Well, exactly. let's put it this way, Paige. You, you you made a lot of good points, a lot of valid points for Rose's health. And, you know, Phil Jackson should just get his old ass back to the bench. He has no business in anybody's front office. Well, well my beloved Knicks. But I'm not going to let you steal my joy. I'm just happy that we have another star in New York City. I'm just trying to think that we got rid of Colorado. Jose Colorado, he's a good guy. He's very likable. But he's a metal can. Even I could drive past Colorado. That's how bad he is. And I'm glad the old and the credit with a bad back, lower back. But, you know, I'm not going to – I'm still with a bass for the joy of having Derrick Rose in New York City. He's in his last year of his contract. He's going to be paying – he's going to be playing for another payday. I think that that company should go along with – uh, your boy Melo and Porzingis, I'm happy. I'm happy, yeah. Let's put it that way. On paper, I'm happy. But just to just you're only gonna myself, get you only gonna get a third of a season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna let you spend my money. You're not gonna spend my money. I'm sorry. I'm la 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 la. <laughs> I mean, when they need to really have something done. Uh, old boy's gonna be sitting on the bench chewing his fingernails, and he's gonna be looking. Everyone's gonna have the cameras on him. Fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn. He's too brutal. Um. Hey, but 
but think about this way, fellas. I'm not a fan of this guy who I'm about to say, but who I'm gonna mention, but the White House is a free agent. Can you imagine the possibility? The White House, for him going well. Rose and Porzingis you know, on the he, same he, squad. He can't uh, play with. He can't pay, play with any other superstars. He can't play with non-superstars. He just needs to play in the playground someplace <laughs> with people like with spares like us, so he can dominate. Because if you send him out there with Carmelo Anthony, Carmelo Anthony says something to him, he's going to cower away and cry and not want to talk to the media. I'm so sick of that dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I'm sick of that dude. Bring him to Dallas. I would say Dallas. The, the pressure, the pressure of him coming to New York and being under another shadow of not just another superstar, but the shadow of another big man great in that city, it will probably be too much for him. He couldn't handle it in L.A. He couldn't handle it in, in Houston. I don't think he'll be able to handle it in in New York either. I I agree. So he should have stayed in Orlando. So in other words, Howard, yeah, Howard should have. Howard is a punk ass. We all know that. He he just he he he. He, he has, he's, he's, he's a 10 man. He's a, he's a six foot, 11 inch 10 man with broad shoulders. That's what he is. And he, and I think he might go back to Orlando. He should have never left in the first place. I totally agree never with you guys. But yeah. Should have never left Orlando. But at any rate, yeah, this is fun. This has been fun. This has been fun, man. So how about those Cavs? How about the city of Cleveland of all cities with, with the title and and, and and let me know if, if any of you guys find uh, J.R. Smith's shirt. Could you let me know, please? Um, we won't. Could you we let won't. brother know? We won't. <laughs> not, not until training camp. We won't find a shirt for this dude. I swear. <laughs> oh, God. This dude is still wearing oh, game shorts from Sunday and is still shirtless. We will not find a shirt for this dude. Not at all. <laughs> Can he get a real that's job that's after that's basketball is over? That's all I want. Probably not. He gonna be able to get... Probably not. No. But hopefully he saves his money so he doesn't have to worry <laughs> about it. But someone needs to start a Twitter account, Facebook page of Jared Smith's shirt. Maybe we'll find it there. I don't know. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll come up. But anyway, guys, thanks for having great... man. This has been fun. That's all right. Go ahead. I was going to say that'll be a great Twitter handle, uh, Jr. Smith's shirt. Yeah, there you go. Or just take a shirt and just have it all over the world and take a picture of it. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Sud and Stan and everything. I'm in Spain today. (laughs) (laughs) Or the Zika virus in Brazil. (laughs) (laughs) I got to sneak that in there. I got to sneak that in there. Zika joke, boo, boo, boo. Who cares? Call me a river. <laughs> Take care, fellas. It's been cool, man. You too. All right, bye. All right, man. All right, peace. All right, man. That's, those are my guys. I miss those guys. Um, Dwayne asked, Chris LePay coming strong, breaking down the NBA Finals and whatnot. Cool, cool, cool stuff. But anyway, uh, this has been fun. Hope you all enjoyed this. We're going to do it again next week. Since we're on a weekly thing now. So, anyway, this is Scott Burks for Clown Hour. Thank you all for tuning in. 06, y'all. Nice.